Let's get ready to make like Des Bryant and throw up that X. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. This is the unofficial start to Season 2 of the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. And my God, what are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? We're getting ready. (laughs) Not for the NFL season. In 2020, we're getting ready for the XFL season for 2020. Oh, hurrah! Can't believe somebody got me to do this. But funny thing is, is yeah, I kind of got talked into doing it. Um, Had a couple people that were kind of interested in it, so I said, "Hell with it! I'll just kind of look into it." And then I started realizing that. you know, no matter who's doing the XFL breakdown for you, we're all on the same playing field. We're all starting from scratch. We all have no fucking clue what's going on with this league. And we're hoping that we hit it correctly. Now, <clears throat> I did look into XFL, XFL stuff last week, uh, finding articles and podcasts um found a couple of podcasts that I really like and I mentioned them in the in the chat over at Full Time Fantasy. Um really good uh guys that have been keeping up with everything that's been going on since um the XFL draft a couple months ago and before uh and having their own news and all that stuff. Um so a lot of this has just been kind of reading up on the teams uh, listening to some podcasts and just kind of gauging where most of the interest um, in players and systems has been. Uh, there has been some stuff that's been on SiriusXM. Um, some of it I like. Some of it's like, okay, you have less knowledge of what's going on with this than I do. So 
Um, I'm feeling pretty good. We got the article. The article went out. We have the spreadsheet, which I basically said is nothing more than um, showing your pay rank, you know, your pay ranks, your pay structures. Um, in the article itself showed what the scoring is going to be for FanDuel and DK. I'm going to leave that in the article each week. Um, so we kind of have a little bit of a reminder on what's going on. Uh, we'll take a look at what the winning lineups were uh, after every week and see how we you know, basically are going to build the lineup. Um, we'll get into that here in a minute um, as far as the article and stuff, and we'll kind of go through uh, what the positions are for both sites. I'm going to be a little bit more DraftKings-centric because they've got the better contests over there. Uh, for the four-game slate as opposed to FanDuel. Now, FanDuel's running the two-game slate for uh, Saturday, <clears throat> and that's going to be the Seattle Dragons and the uh, D.C. Defenders, and then you're going to have the L.A. Wildcats at the Houston Roughnecks. In the spreadsheet, <clears throat> um, the only thing I had really was uh, the FanDuel Saturday only, and then we had the DraftKings four-gamer. Um, I was hoping that there was going to be a Sunday-only slate, and they did not pop anything up. If there is a Sunday-only slate that pops up, I will enter it and have it ready for you. Um, if we're in fucking, it's late Friday night, and we don't have it, so I, I'm not holding out any hopes. Uh, the contest for their four-game slate was ridiculous. Um, you're looking at contests that basically had, um like $500 uh, total prize payouts. And if you're going to put some of that money in there, um, to be truthful, you know, we look at the single entry and we look at the three and the 20 game or 20 uh, uh, entry max slates uh, for the most part. I am entered in the big contest for DK. That's the $100,000 to first. Um that's kind of just like that, you know, hope and a dream type deal. Um, only entering three lineups in each one, so whatever hits, hits. But uh, <clears throat> before I get in the article, I kind of want to get into uh, just kind of go through the games real quick here. Um, we'll start with Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern. You have you do have the Seattle Dragons at the D.C. Defenders. Uh, D.C. opened as a 7-point favorite. It's gone up to a 7.5-point favorite. That has gone up, I believe, even more to eight, if I'm not mistaken. And I'll actually open my DK uh, Sportsbook app, which I can't bet on unless I go to Indiana. So, um, man, I should really update this because I know another one that's changed as well, and that's at Tampa. That's that Tampa-New York game. Yeah, DC Defenders are now an eight-point favorite in that. Um, yeah, we'll change this on the fly. Let's just do that because I'll send it. I'll send this back out again tomorrow, or actually, maybe I'll just do it tonight before I go to bed. All right, and then uh, the late Saturday game is going to be five p.m. Eastern. You're going to have the Los Angeles Wildcats at the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, Houston opened up as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. There's no totals. There's no over-unders right now. Uh, whether or not that changes, uh, that's going to be big to be seen. Uh, 
that one has stayed stable at minus six now for Houston. Um, that's going to be a rather close game. I can't really pinpoint a lot in that game. Um, I did enter a couple of people in there uh, just on the offshoot chances. Um, stuff that I kind of like out of the offense and whatnot. So uh, moving on to Sunday, you have the early game, 2 p.m. Eastern. You have the Tampa Bay Vipers at the New York Guardians. Uh, Tampa Bay opened as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They are now a three-point favorite. That has stayed stable today. And then, all right, then you have the late game. This is the ESPN game. The first game on Saturday is going to be the ABC game. Uh, the two in the middle are going to be the Fox uh, networks. And then the last game will be on ESPN for Sunday night. Uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, you have the St. Louis Battlehawks at the Dallas Renegades. Uh, Dallas opened up as a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, they are now, they actually went down to about a seven and now they're up to a nine and a half. So, <clears throat> and that's kind of the way that I see it based on, um, the, uh, lineups themselves, the rosters, you can really kind of see it in there. So, um, did mention, in here, I don't know how you're going to want to run with the running back, how we're going to run with the running backs. I wouldn't use any more than two in your lineups. <clears throat> um, I will run a lineup with only one in there. Uh, there's a lot of influx with the running backs. There's not a lot of, like, you know, um, guys that are going to command all the touches, you know, the workhorses. So we're going to kind of try and fade away from there. We're going to stick with mostly. Uh, wide receivers. I do have one tight end that I like, um, but you will notice uh, whether or not you're playing on FanDuel or DK that they really kind of combined it um, with the wide receiver position. Uh, FanDuel does have it separated the price rankings for FanDuel. Uh, they are separated by whether or not they're a wide receiver, a touch or a, t- a touchdown, a tight end. On DK, the tight ends got thrown into the mix with the wide receivers. So they're actually with the wide receiver prices on there. Uh, so just make yourself aware of that. Um, nothing too big, uh, but I'm mentioning it now. Um, I'm pretty sure you'd figure you'd, you're going to figure it out when, when you're on the actual app itself. Uh, FanDuel rosters <clears throat> consists of a quarterback, running back, uh, wide receiver slash tight end. There's two of those spots and then two flexes. No defense. Uh, you have a salary cap of 100 bucks, so it's similar similar price pricing. Um, kind of like how uh, Yahoo was doing their pricing. Yahoo is a $200 cap, though, um, as opposed to the $100. But that's why, you know, you're only seeing, like, the double-digit, single-digit pricing on there uh we do have the FanDuel scoring and it's the same pretty much as far as receiving um they're doing the half point reception uh take a look in there um i have a couple of pictures that's the whole rule setting um in there and then when we get into the D- have the dk roster uh pretty much the same uh as FanDuel, except you have one added spot um, so you'll have a quarterback, uh, running back, two wide receivers, two flexes, 
and then you actually have to have a defense. Now, the defenses that I picked, they're going to be the safe ones. They're going to be the higher-priced ones. Um, if you're going to pay up anywhere, just let's just do it at the defense, anything that we've kind of think we figured out um, from there. Uh, game should stay pretty tight, but uh, there's a couple of teams, and namely the Seattle Dragons and the um, St. Louis Battlehawks are going to be the two that we're going to really want to attack. Um, I did kind of look at the Houston Roughnecks as well because Josh Johnson, but it looks like he's going to actually play, so I'm just going to pass on it altogether. Now, there's a different, there's a change. There's a bunch of changes, you know. Uh, it's a running clock for the XFL, except for within two minutes. Um, incomplete pass, then incomplete passes and out of bounds uh, will stop the clock within two minutes. Anything outside of two minutes, uh, your clock is still running. Incomplete passes, all that stuff. So there's no real stalling. They're trying to keep these games uh, to two hours and 45 minutes or less. Uh, which makes sense when you look at the timing format, the 2 o'clock start and the 5 o'clock start. So they're trying to fit it in there. Um, <clears throat> they've also changed uh, their kickoff system to allow uh, more opportunities to bring the bring the kick back. Um, so you're going to see the kicking team actually starting back farther Um and hopefully getting less touchbacks. We also have a major change um, after touchdowns. There is no extra points as far as kicking. There's field goals, but you know our scoring system, of course, is not going to base anything on that. But you have a one-point, a two-point, and a three-point conversion. One point is... The offense comes out and takes the ball from the three-yard line. The two-point conversion comes out to the five, and then the three-point conversion comes out to the ten. Um, now, there is stuff on XFL.com. If you actually look, and they did the analytics on it, and it, and apparently it's actually more advantageous for the teams to actually go for two. So <clears throat> with... You know, any type of the, like the trick plays and stuff like that. You know, there's they took away, you know, the no forward pass if you're behind the line of scrimmage uh, to another player. Um, or uh, what you can do is the quarterback, whoever receives the ball from the center, they can throw it out to another player. And it doesn't matter if it's behind them or in front of them. That player can still throw another pass as long as it's behind the line of scrimmage. That's why one of the players is actually included in in this write-up um, <clears throat> because it's kind of a sneaky little uh, trickeration there uh, between the running back and the quarterback positions. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're learning on the fly. Um, there's a couple other rules in here I'm sure I missed, but uh, not going to really worry about it too much. Uh, most of the focus is going to be on the passing offenses. Um, not going to really worry too much about the ground games um, unless 
it's somebody who can actually, you know, workhorse the carries. And there's only really a couple of guys that uh, kind of fit into that mold. Most of it's going to be rotating. Um, so most of the focus on the players is going to be people that are starting. And, uh, yeah, so there's a couple of guys that are not listed as starters, but you'll definitely see the field. So let's get into here. Let's go to, into our quarterbacks. Uh, at the top, we have Cardell Jones. Again, if if you've paid attention to how I do the NFL stuff, you do understand that it starts at top price and works down uh, to the lower-priced options. There's not... No, you have to start this guy before this guy, this guy before this guy, you know, in that type of order. No, it's all based on price. It's all based on what you can fit in your salary. Um, and that's another thing. Do not worry about canceling out your whole salary, um, not even if you happen to want to play a 50-50. Don't worry about it. Let's just pick the right players. Let's get it going, all right? Uh, top guy. Is going to or a guy at the top <clears throat> in price is Cardell Jones for the DC Defenders, twenty dollars on FanDuel. He's the second highest priced uh, QB on the board, and he's ten thousand two hundred uh, for number two on DraftKings. Um, he's going to be about the safest quarterback on the board, uh, which is going to explain why. Which explains why his price is so high. Uh, Seattle defense rates out as one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, and with the Dragons traveling from west to east coast uh, for the, you know basically the first game of the season, uh, they should be pretty jet-lagged. I don't even care if they came in today. Um, they're probably going to be pretty tired uh, because, you know, add in any type of promotional tour and everything. I mean, most of the podcasts that you'll listen out there, if you type in XFL on your Apple podcast, uh, there's a ton of them out in D.C. They're almost all coming out of D.C. That place is jacked for this, um, which, you know, it, to most of us, it's really crazy. But uh, it is what it is, you know. If they're getting fans, they're getting fans. Support the league. Uh, the league might actually make it past the season, but we don't even know if it's going to make it past half the season. So let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, next on the list, we do have Landry Jones. He is questionable. Um, he is the quarterback for the Dallas Renegades, uh, one of the prohibitive favorites to actually win the league. They're going against the Battle Hawks, which is another terrible defense. Um, Landry Jones is a game time decision. Uh, he's 9,200. He's uh, fifth highest priced quarterback. You can actually change these out um, after lock. So. If you want to run the risk of running Landry Jones, who is technically he's like probably the best quarterback in the league, um, if not just you know the second best, um, based on his experience, and he's also with Bob Stoops, who was his coach at Oklahoma. If that's going to tell you anything, so. But if Landry Jones doesn't go, you can easily just flip in Philip Nelson, his backup at eighty three hundred for eighth. Um, it's just getting a ton of snaps. Uh, Landry Jones had been out for most of the last month. Now he has been practicing limited practice this week. Uh, there was talks that he was actually going to be held out um, in hopes of being back for next week and being fully healthy. Now, 
so that has put Philip Nelson on the field, and he's been good. He's been good in in camp, and he's been good in the preseason. Everybody's saying, you know, he's he's just as comparable to Landry Jones. Now he's not Landry Jones, but um, so in one of my three lineups, I'm probably going to actually run this Landry Jones, um, Dallas Renegade stack, and then if Landry Jones is, uh, it happens to not play, I'll just flip Philip Nelson in there and not even bat an eye at it. But that's a that's that's one of the things. It's whether or not you want to take the risk. If you don't want to take the risk, I don't fault you for it. You don't have to, I don't think. This is going to be pretty fucking close across the board. I don't know what the scores are going to be. But this is going to be very, very bunched up in scoring. Um, so we're going to try and take advantage of those little nuances. Uh, last but certainly not least is Aaron Murray. He is the quarterback for the Dallas Vipers, he, the other prohibitive favorite outside of the Dallas Renegades. Um, everybody's putting Murray up on the pedestal. Okay, It's a Mark Tressman offense. Mark Tressman has done very well in the CFL and the one year with uh, <coughs> uh, Jay Cutler. And made him look competent. So Aaron Murray at $9,000, he's the sixth highest priced quarterback. Should be good, should be safe, especially if you're doing cash. Uh, he's probably the guy that I would look at. Um, but I like Aaron Murray. I've liked Aaron Murray when he was at Georgia. Um, has the ability you know, to run. Um, and this should be a pretty, pretty decent offense. Um, he's got good targets everywhere. Uh, guys that I really like. So I'm going to take a shot on Aaron Murray. I, I'm probably going to, here's probably what I'm going to do. You know, if I run three, I have three in the 20 entry max two. So I could run six. So I could run two and two and just run, you know, uh, a Cardell Jones, a Landry Jones, and then an Aaron Murray and just kind of feed it off of there. Um, it's probably the way that I'm going to run it. But uh, all right, so we get to running back. You got Jarrell Presley. He's going to be your starting running back for the DC Defenders. Like I said, DC Defenders should beat uh, Seattle. They should do it pretty easily, to be honest with you. Um, so that should give plenty of opportunity for Presley to not only you know run the ball, but also uh, get a couple of pass receptions. I'm not too worried about Denell Pumphrey. Uh, taking any carries away from him. Uh, Pumphrey couldn't even get any carries when he was with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So that kind of tells you what you should think of Donnell Pumphrey. Uh, next on the list is Cameron, Cameron Artist Payne. He is going to be for the Dallas Renegades. Again, should get an advantage on the Battlehawks um, of St. Louis um, and should get the bulk of the carries. Uh, pay attention to this. Uh, right now I have Lance Dun Dunbar and Austin Walter. They weren't listed on the depth charts. And that's kind of a big deal. Now, I've seen rumors saying that uh, Lance Dunbar was put into the Dallas Renegades uh, media packet. That could be nothing more than, hey, it's fucking Lance Dunbar. He used to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, 
So I'm not really too worried about it. We're looking at 6,800, good for fifth, highest price running back. Oh, uh, Jarrell Presley, 17, uh, 18, $18 on FanDuel for third, and 7,900 for the second highest price running back, by the way. Um, Cameron Artis Payton, 6,800, uh, fifth highest price running back. So uh, from what I can see, Cameron Artis Payton is actually pretty safe. Um, if you don't want to go safe, I don't blame you it's Cameron Artis Payne um but the Dallas Renegades have really liked him um he does have the ability to catch the ball and like I said from what I can tell it's only one guy behind him and that's Marquise Young so this could be a very big workout horse role uh right there next on the list we have uh D'Angelo Henderson he's one of the guys that actually is not starting uh, $13 on FanDuel, good for 8th highest price running back. Uh, $4,500, good for 11th on DK. Now, D'Angelo Henderson is behind Andre Williams for the... Um, oh, God. Why am I brain farting? For Houston. Houston has a very... Houston... Or, uh, L.A. has a very strong, very tall um, defensive line. They're built pretty well across the front. So I think what you're going to see, Andre Williams is the, I don't know why they say he's so fucking fast. He was the dumbest, slowest, fattest fucking running back in New York Giants history. Um, And couldn't really do anything. I mean, he was like a three-yard-per-carry guy in the NFL. It's terrible. And their line wasn't that bad either when he was playing. So I'm not big on Andre Andre Williams, but D'Angelo Henderson, he was a um, backup for the Denver Broncos. Um, he just couldn't make it onto the team this last year. Um, but he was very good. He was actually really good in preseason. If you go back and look, you'll see it. Um, they're running a spread offense. <clears throat> spread running, sh- it's a run and shoot style offense. So they're going to have four wide. So if you want a quick, fast passing game, you're going to need the quicker, faster running back and one who's more talented at catching the ball. That's D'Angelo Henderson. You have a taller defensive line in front of you, outlet passes. You're going out to the side. Get D'Angelo Henderson out in the space. Let him work out there. Should be able to break something against this L.A. uh, Wildcats defense. Next on this list is Quentin Flowers. This is a running back for the Vipers. I'm sorry. No, he is a running back. Oh, God. You'll understand this. (coughs) Why I screwed this up. Quentin Flowers is listed as a running back on D.K., $3,900, $3,900, good for 17th highest price uh, running back. What's the problem? He's listed as quarterback for the Dallas, uh, or Dallas, for the Tampa Bay uh, Vipers, and he's the third quarterback. Okay. Mark Trestman's talking a lot about this kid. And remember what I said about the du- the dual pass. This could be a really super sneaky GPP play. It's really fucking dangerous GPP play. So if you're going to do it, 
you do it on one lineup only. And we also don't know if he's only going to be utilized quite possibly after touchdowns for the extra points. You know, the two, three, um, the one, two, three point conversions, quite possible. Can he make up um, his price tag at that? He might be able to. He might be able to. Um, but like I said, it's a real dangerous. It's real dangerous. I haven't decided yet even if I'm going to go for it or if I'm going to wait it out and see what happens. It's kind of one of those things. Like a lot of these players, even if they're starting or they're not, they're going to be rotating in and out. They're going to keep this fast pace move going. It's a 25-second play clock. There's another change. So you're down 10 seconds. That means you have to get in and out, in and out real quick, which means you could get full changes out. We don't know. They're going to have to have some kind of a system set up real quick for this. But um, last but not least, for the running backs, we have Jawan Gardner. Uh, he is the only guy for the Seattle Dragons that I actually like. Uh, DC defenders are a bit weak across the front, so that should allow Jawan Gardner um, to get some real good gains. Uh, should be able to get a couple of passes here and there. He beat out Kenneth Farrell for the starter job. Kenneth Farrell was projected to be the starter. Juwan Gardner earned a starting role. Which means you're getting a huge discount on him. $9 on FanDuel, good for 15th highest price. $3,600 on DK, good for 20th. Okay, that's a hell of a savings. I know he was mentioned today over at Elite for a core four. That's why. Kenneth Farrell was very highly <laughs> drafted, and Jawan Gardner beat him out. All right, moving on to wide receiver. Top of the pricing list, we have Sammy Coates. Uh, should be the top option for the Houston Roughnecks. He's $20. You pay a lot for him, though. That's a problem. Uh, twenty dollars on FanDuel, so that's a fifth of your budget. A number one wide, number one uh, priced wide receiver. Uh, Ninety three hundred, good for third on DK. So you get a bit of a little bit of a savings over there on DK. Uh, he's going to be po- he's going to be popular. He's probably going to be super popular um, in DFS this week too, because of that whole run and shoot. Uh, if you're the top option, he a guy with uh, you know, one of the best wide receivers in terms of NFL experience. So he's probably going to be pretty highly owned, which is why I might just fade him outright. Because um, you're going to end up with a lot of salary that you're not even going to use. So um, <clears throat> it's going to be, you know, real tempting for everybody just to pay up for Sammy Coates. You're going to see a lot of zeroed out lineups. Don't want to do that. So. Uh, next on the board, we have uh, Mikhail McKay. Uh, he is, oh, Christ, where are you? Where are you, stupid? Ah, the Guardians. New York Guardians, yeah, that's right. Uh, top option for quarterback Matt McGloin. I don't care. I don't like McGloin. I don't. Um, but really, after McKay, there's not really that much out there. 
um, for the Guardians as far as uh, pass receiving. So uh, McKay is going to get targeted a ton. I expect them to be playing from behind against the Vipers. So um, he's a real good player. Uh, he's pretty. He's pretty decent sized kid too. So um, definitely consider him. I like him over uh, Sammy Colts. The guy that I like even more than probably both of these is actually Jeff Bidet, um, who is the ex receiver for the Renegade Dallas Renegades. He is going to be their top option. He is going to be their most targeted guy. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Flynn Nagel out of the slot. I don't know if I'm really going to buy that, although I did like his price at 3900 bucks, good for 26 But um, the only other guy that I would probably like on this uh, Dallas Renegades uh uh, receiving core though is Jazz Ferguson, and he's dealing with a hand issue, so um, that's probably the reason why he's not st- actually starting over uh, Freddie Martino this week. So, um, him dealing with that hand issue, I would focus more on Bidet and just kind of go that route. Ah, here we go. Um, <clears throat> here is the guy that's going to. He's not under the radar, but I think he's going to come in a little bit under-owned um, with people looking at the depth charts and stuff like that. Um, I think a lot of people are going to go with Malachi, Malachi Dupree. I have him in here. Um, but the guy that I'm really, really intrigued with is Rashad Ross for the D.C. Defenders. He's going to be in a backup role now. What does that mean? <clears throat> Not too much, in my opinion. DC Defenders went out, and they're the only team that went out and just named two starters. Everybody else either named three, one team named four. Four happens to be Houston, of course. So you have Rashad Ross who was like the consensus number one pick for everybody doing their seasonal uh, XFL drafts, which, by the way, I don't know why you would do that um, and not draft Rashad Ross. I'm saying I don't know why you do a seasonal league in this if we don't know if the season's going to make it all the way through because remember what happened with AAF last week or last year? Um, Rashad Ross, $15 good for seventh. On FanDuel, on DK, he's ten thousand four hundred. He's number one priced wide receiver. I think he's going to come extremely underowned. Rashad Ross destroyed the AAF in the later part of the season. Add in the fact that he's not listed as a starter. And the fact that he's the number one priced wide receiver on DK, and what do you have? You have yourself a nice little dichotomy where nobody's going to really want to roster him. They'll go to Sammy Coates. They'll come over to McKay, you know, those other wide receivers. They'll leave him alone. So if you're definitely running a one-off on a wide receiver take a look at Rashad Ross should come completely under owned or if you need a guy to pair with Cardell Jones Cardell Jones has a fucking arm 
So that's one thing I can say about Cardell Jones. He's not a great quarterback, but he has a fucking arm. So next we have <clears throat> ooh, Nelson Spruce. Nelson Spruce. It's Mr. Nelson Trees for the LA Wildcats. Yeah, that's right. I can call him fucking Nelson Trees. Okay. If they can call Robert Woods Bobby Trees, then I'm going to call him. I'm going to call Nelson Spruce. You know what I'm going to call him? Nelly Trees. Fucking Nelly Trees. Did I just say fucking Nelly Trees out loud? All right. FanDuel price. <clears throat> Starting wide receiver here. So $14 on FanDuel. Good for ninth. $8,500. Good for six on DK. Uh, Spruce is going to be playing in the, out of the slot. Quarterbacks, cornerbacks on the outside for Houston are a lot better than the guys that are in the middle uh, as far as like the slot corners and safeties. So uh, definitely Nelson Spruce, like him, he should be fairly under-owned. I don't blame anybody, but I think I, I'll like him if Josh, if Josh Johnson is definitely playing, which he's supposed to be. Um, they're going to have a hard time running against the Houston Roughnecks front end, so they're going to have to throw. Um, and that's where Nelson Spruce is going to come in. You want a guy with a little bit higher up, more higher upside, but he's a little bit more risk. That's uh, Demorne Pearson L. And he is with the St. Louis Battlehawks. I don't like this offense at all. I do kind of like Jordan Tamu at quarterback, but I don't like Christian Michael. I'd rather have Matt Jones definitely starting. Uh, you get into the wide receivers, and I recognize every single one of these fucking guys. I've done them. I put them all on an NFL depth chart last year. The Mornay Pearson L is the only guy that I'm interested in out of all of them. He's uh, a speedy slot receiver. He's going to be a high-risk, high-reward play. Because I expect St. Louis to be playing from behind, so he's going to have to throw. So that's why I like him. And he can get behind. He can get behind some of these Dallas secondary uh, guys, but uh, definitely the only guy that I like out of St. Louis. Um, Tampa Bay. Go back to the Tampa Bay Vipers. Uh, you're going to have the big guy here, and that's Reese Horn. Thirty-four hundred dollars. On DK, good for 33rd highest price wide receiver. Um, he's tall. <clears throat> he's the biggest receiver on the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Vipers. He's going to play the role that uh, Brandon Marshall did for the Chicago Bears. He's going to be kind of that possession receiver. Um, he's going to get a lot of uh, chances at jump balls in the end zone. And the one thing that we know with the XFL is a lot of these corners, uh, safeties and stuff, they're a little bit squattier. So he's going to have a, an advantage on that. So definitely um, take a look at Reese Horn for the Vipers. Uh, DC, again, uh, we go back, uh, talk about Rashad Ross, and we also talk about Malachi Dupree, who's going to be one of the two starting wide receivers in DC. Um I'm not going to pay for him on FanDuel, uh, where he's $18. He's the third highest priced wide receiver. But I will take a look at him over on DK, where he's only $3,000. He's 
uh, tied for the 43rd highest price wide receiver. <laughs> so um, he's going to be more of the safe option if you didn't want to go with Rashad Ross uh, for a pairing with Cardell Jones. So just kind of keep that in mind. Dupree for safety, Rashad Ross for upside. All right. Uh, one tight end available <clears throat> that I made available. That's Nick Truesdale, Nick Truesdale uh, for the Tampa Bay Vipers. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, he earned this starting spot. He's going. He's he's the best guy on on the Vipers at tight end. So um, by far and away, it's not even close. Um, Sixty nine hundred dollars. Uh, good for tenth. Highest priced at you know the wide receiver position, so I think with the price he's going to get kind of lost in the shuffle. This is going to be your guy who's going to be more playing that Martellus Bennett type position. Martellus Bennett's best seasons were with Mark Trustman. Trustman is not afraid to have his quarterback throw to the tight end, especially a guy like Nick Truesdale who's a bit bigger. It should be able to take on these safeties. All right. Uh, last but certainly not least, we have the defenses. This is pretty, like I said, it's going to be pretty straightforward. You have the Renegades and the Defenders. Renegades come in at, at $4,700, uh, the highest price defense. Defenders, 4200 good for second. You're not going to have a problem filling your salary, okay? Like I said, you're not going to end up zeroing it out anyway, so if you're going to pay up anywhere, pay up on your defenses, stuff that we're really sure of, right? So... The Renegades are going to be playing the Battlehawks, who are not all that great. And then the Defenders are going to be playing the Seattle Dragons, who are just in the same boat. Now, the Defenders, you're going to have to kind of decide something here. Because the only worry that I have with the Defenders is just the fact that they're switching out their D coordinators. Um, Something happened with their... Original defensive coordinator. I can't even think of his name right offhand. Um, uh, to where he had to actually resign. Uh, it was a family matter. So one of the other coaches ended up taking over for him. So same voice going to be heard. Defenders are very, very tough in the linebackers and through the secondary. Um, the only thing where they struggle is going to be across the defensive line. So... They should be able to take care of uh, the Dragons for the most part. Um, But, oh, my God, I wrote the wrong fucking quarter. I wrote the wrong fucking running back in here. I hope everybody, I hope somebody caught that. Um, So I still like Gardner uh, for the Dragons. But, like I said, he's literally the only guy that I would really trust out of that. Um, So I like the defenders. I like the Renegades. It's all, I mean, Renegades uh, have been considered uh, the best unit in the league. Uh, Very deep linebacking core, so they can switch out a lot. And tons of talent from the front line all the way back through the secondary. Uh, They are the most NFL-experienced defense in the league so I don't think you can go wrong with either to be honest with you 
But I can tell you one thing. There's a lot of worries about BJ Silvers or uh, Brandon Silvers for the Seattle Dragons in the passing game. So it's quite possible that uh, you're going to see a little bit of, like, you know, interception issues and stuff like that. But um, that's it. That's uh, the week one rundown. Made it through. Um, you need me. You're in full-time DFS. Please tag me in any pulse that you have, uh, any question. Um, I got a lot of stuff going on tomorrow. We have UFC 248 uh, this week, uh, tomorrow. So uh, I'm going to be very busy putting MMA lineups together too. Um, So just tag me in it. Hit me up on Twitter um, at RoyDog underscore 13. And uh, let's see how the week goes. If anything, you know, it's a learning experience. We'll get some more data um, if things do not go well. Um, But I'm really, really actually excited. I'm really expecting big things this week. So let's go get it. Let's go get that money. Have a good night.